Welcome into another edition of Down in Flames podcast. The whole crew is here minus one and a half or two. Mike counts as one. <laughs> well, 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 minus two. Peyton Mike's is a not big here. guy, too. He counts as one and a half. So, <laughs> so producer Mike is not here. So we already had them. We had our Monday show. Was it Monday? Yeah. We did Monday. our Monday show, our college basketball preview. And, you know, the whole gang was there, all five of us. Uh, so, you know, we can't get all five of us. Twice in a week, so only three of us are here, Thomas, Kyle, and Jared. Some people have to work, I guess. Episode two, yeah. Peyton is somewhere across America. Wait, we have jobs? This is our job. That's right. Yeah, we get paid for this amateur podcast with... This is professional. All those views. This is professional. <laughs> this is professional. My sister is we're the one made. viewer right now, yes. so... We're on, we're on Facebook Live. <laughs> hey, you can't get more professional. Look at these that. mics. That's I right. have headphones. Yeah. These headphones make me look... They're legit. not plugged into anything. Yeah, they're they not look pl- legit. They're, they're literally tucked into my pocket. My <laughs> phone is right here. But anyway, we've got a great show. Um, you know, a little bit. This is going to be a little bit more football heavy since we did our basketball preview on Monday. We're going to talk some little bit of recap on college basketball, a little bit of baseball, but then we're going to dive right into the NFL, dive right into college football. Week two of the college football playoff poll came out. So let's go right into it with our weekly recap couple of minutes each topic college basketball update one big game to talk about there we had that tuesday night game uh was it four number four duke versus number two kentucky yep. which they will not be number hey, don't two forget for the, much longer. the game before number all right well that was, was a 10, yes. michigan state all right before we move to the duke game any final thoughts eh. were you encouraged by that Close loss to Kansas. Well, they were the, thing, the problem is that they were down by a lot more than what the score ended. They were down, I think, close to 19 points at one point in time. So I, I don't know. I, I, it, they looked about what I was kind of expecting going into it. The thing that they just don't have, they don't have any superstar athletes. They don't have anybody who's going to be able to shoot a bunch of shots from deep. You they looked anybody. a little slow. Little well, little heavy to, to an extent. However, they worked. The one thing I was impressed by is that I haven't seen the Michigan State team work transition. Like they did. Uh, they weren't super great at it. They missed a lot of shots, but they were trying to get down the court fast on transition, which isn't something that's normally a Tom Izzo style. Normally he's about trying to set it up, but they were trying to take advantage they, of Kansas in the transition. They're starting to make some adjustments. Uh, right. Uh, if if we can get somebody, if like Matt McQuaid can get the hot hand and start hitting the threes again this year, um, I think they'll be, they'll be good. They'd, like I said, it's not, it's not going to be a team that's going to have any superstars or any high-level talent that's going to win it. It's going to be old-school Tom Izzo basketball, where you win a strong defensive game, you play tough underneath the boards, get the rebounds, and the thing that's going to hurt them, I think, is they're going to turn the ball over a lot because they don't have those big-time playmakers, so they're going to have to pass the ball around to get something to happen, and that's where you get turnovers. That's just that's the way it's going to be. So, Well, nonetheless, that was a really entertaining game to kick off college basketball. It was, it was a hot, another high-scoring game. Yeah, I was happy that they came back. Yeah. It was in three points with uh, 40 seconds left and then only lost by five. That Close was... game at the end, high-scoring, higher-entertaining but game two, Jared, I don't remember a college basketball game this early in the season that the general public talked about this much oh, in the last no. couple of days. I honestly, it's been years probably this early. I mean, what is it? November, today is November 8th. The game was what, November 6th? Yep. So this early in November, that Duke Kentucky game was honestly probably the number one topic coming in Wednesday morning and, and into Thursday, uh, into this morning as well. What was your biggest takeaway? I mean, probably going to be on the Duke side there, but what was your biggest takeaway from 
that manhandling that Duke gave to Kentucky. Duke's good. (laughs) 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 Well, honestly, though, it kind of goes to show why was Kentucky number two? I mean, I know that they have a lot of a lot of talent coming in, but I mean, Duke had the three overall best recruits coming in this year. Why wasn't Duke number one? <laughs> well, and and can, well, I can see why Kansas was there because Kansas has a lot of of veterans coming back. Final that, Four that are, team as right, well from last good right. good veterans coming back. I understand why they're one, um, but yeah, I, I don't understand why Duke was not at least number two at this point. Um, but you look at the game. You look R.J. Barrett, incredible. Zion Williamson, incredible. Um, I really think an an unsung hero for them this year is going to be Trey Trey Jones. Um, I say that because of his ability to facilitate and to to run the offense. Um, because R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson, I mean, those are big dogs and they got to eat. But Trey Jones does a great job of making sure that everybody's happy. Um, at least he did in that first game. And if if he can do that every game game in and game out, Duke is going to be a really, really difficult team to deal with. Well, Kyle, you st- you started a group chat, I, I believe it was yesterday, where you're all at work, you started that group chat, and you basically said, is is Duke going to go undefeated? You know, you, you laid that question out there. Who's is Duke going to go who's undefeated? Gonna, who, who could beat Duke? Who's going to beat Duke? I just, now, obviously, they might be the most talented. I mean, one game, you know, recency biased, you know, general public, you know, goes nuts. They, they're beating the number two team in, in the country at that time. But seriously, they, did they look like a team that could go undefeated? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, they, it's hard to deny no because you put up 120 points. Granted, um, maybe Kentucky's overrated. We don't know yet. It's one game. But you put up 120 points against Kentucky, who is traditionally really, really good. I mean, that's that's saying something. That's showing that – I mean, that's a statement. And – Duke, at least to me, they showed that you're going to have to play some defense if you want any chance to keep them under 80 points. Well, we, we yeah, we looked it up. They have nine games remaining to rank teams. Mm-hmm. You know that could obviously change moving forward. That could be less or more. But on their schedule, nine more t- games against ranked opponents. Two of those are probably against UVA, which is a perennial defensive power. They were the number one defensive efficiency team last year so they they're gonna have to face them two of them against uh, unc yeah two of them against unc you have two of them against syracuse two against syracuse florida state a couple of games on clemson yeah, so honestly, obviously acc is you know that's right. if there's a division that's gonna give duke a run for their money it's gonna be the acc of course i did want to touch before we move on to this i'm sure we'll be talking about them more in the next couple of weeks i did want to get to this you have those three guys in reddish barrett and Williamson. Looking ahead at the draft, can you see a scenario where these guys could honestly go one, two, and three one, in the two, draft? Three. How incredible so. would that be? I, I, I know it's real early. First game of the college basketball season. But if they're this good in the first game, you got to think there's only going to be upside from here. Like I, I can't see them really Which one goes dropping one? down. I would say R.J. Barrett would probably go one just because of his readiness now. And honestly, it would depend on the team. So it depends on the team. But as far as the readiness for the NBA game right now, I would say R.J. Barrett's game is is more complete. Um, I think the potential, Zion Williamson just has – he oozes potential. There is no way he was in high school last year. Yeah, there was no way that guy was in high school last year. What is he six six two? Is he like two eighty? Two eighty. Yeah, that's a tight end. Six six, and he can 
and he can handle the ball. This no, that's JJ Watt. I know. That's like JJ Watt right there. I think JJ Watt is six six, two eighty or two seventy five. Something along. So the this line. guy's a nineteen year old. I could only. I, I'm over here sitting here. You know, one fifty five. I mean, I wish I could even get up to two hundred. And <laughs> anyway, another guy who's just a physical specimen, one of the premier athletes. Switching over the, to the MLB real quick, Bryce Harper, obviously going to be a free agent or free agency has started. He ended up. Reports came out he turned down a ten year deal, three hundred million dollars. So do the math, thirty million dollars a year from the Nationals. Doesn't close the door for him. To stay with the Nationals, right. but obviously not a great sign if he's turning down that ten-year, three hundred million-dollar contract. Is this news or noise? I think it's news. Um, I mean, honestly, you know, he—he's a free agent. He's unrestricted, so he wants to test the market. He wants to see, all right, where can I go where I feel like I'm going to have a good chance of winning? Does now this is this will be a telling tale of who Bryce Harper is. Does he want a big contract? Or does he take a little bit of a pay cut with a team that is a contender? We'll see. We'll see which one. I'm I'm thinking he's probably more along the lines of he wants his money. Um, I think he wants his money. I say, but if that's, I think he if can that's get both, the, I think he can. I think he could get both. How too. many teams though in in baseball are non-contenders and are gonna spend that money? Right. Because there's not that many. You right. Know, you look at the teams that are in contention. Dodgers, uh, you know, Cubs, the Dodgers, the, the Cubs, Phillies, Yankees, Angels, Nationals. I think the Yankees are going to do it. Their their name is out there. I don't yeah. know I, I what just, the likelihood I, is, but I think he'd go to the Yankees. I just don't think the Yankees are going to put the. I don't. I don't, I don't think need. so either. But I mean, they're still in. You know, of the teams, you know, five or six teams or so, they're still there. Yeah, You're not going to be surprised sure. if they throw three hundred million dollars at him. I'd be but, surprised if they did. Well, and and honestly, well, though, they did. They did. Um, Scott Boris did come out and say that Bryce Harper could play first base. He's he's been working at first base. Yankees obviously need a first baseman that could line up. I don't. I don't think know if you want to put him at first base. I mean, he. Sure, you can put him there, but is he going to be a star at first base? I mean, he's he's not. Obviously, they would work. He doesn't him look out like a there, first baseman to me. Is what I get at. Like, I just don't see him playing the position very well. Kind of like well, trying to throw. Well, he did come up, but he did come up as a catcher. Yeah, you have to remember so Bryce Harper he has, came up as a catcher. He has the ability, and, to and pick. most catchers sure. end up being a first baseman later in their career. Anyway, right. guy's only twenty six, but well, and, and my thing is with the Nationals is I feel like their their team as far as a stock is going down. I mean, I, I don't really see oh, them. Yeah. I don't see them being a team that's going to be able to compete for they're, a championship. They're, so you're saying the window is is basically closed. Yeah, today. especially if Bryce Harper leaves. Yeah. Especially yeah. if he's gone, then that's a huge hole. And they already lost Murphy, who when he went to the Cubs, he actually wound up playing pretty good. So, you know, I I just feel like he's probably going to wind up. I, I feel like he, he wants to see if he can go to a team that can compete for a championship. Um, Your friend Andy says he ends up in Philly. Which I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, Philly's young team. I did hear I did see that Philly has been the favorite as of the last few days. And as surprised yeah. as a team as they were last year. Yeah. He could be it's a appealing. really to kinda of get them to bump ahead and just be over that hump to be able Man, to be that would stay. Right that would. Na- I'm oh, yeah, not a Nationals fan, but I, if if I were a Nationals fan now, that would sting. Man, going to the Phillies. Do you think that would before we move on, uh free agency is definitely gonna be exciting. Now, Phillies we mentioned might be the favorite. If you're Bryce Harper, who would be your favorite? Cubs. If you could pick any of the teams. Cubs. 
you're going to get the money. They're going to pay you. And you're in a spot that you have the chance to win a World Series right away. You're not going to have to wait around for it. I still say the Yankees. I think I don't think the Yankees are in as infatuated with him as they were a couple of years ago where it was almost a lock. But I still think if he had a choice and money was equal everywhere, I think he'd go to the Yankees. See, my th- I, I still think he'd go to the Yankees. Maybe, but my thought is I don't think the Yankees are going to offer him what the other teams are going to offer him because the Yankees, your need's not at is not in offensive production. Your needs in pitching. Yeah. That that's what the Yankees need to be focusing on. They need to be focusing on getting a stellar pitcher, not a another although, awesome uh, bat to put in. Although I wouldn't hate scoring runs isn't the I wouldn't hate you. having Bryce Harper in the lineup. So don't have a good pitching just outscore everybody is that's the offense Well, I mean, play? I don't think uh I don't think this, it would negate Hey, it's the Yankees. Does them signing one big guy negate them from signing any other guys that hasn't been their track record. I don't I don't know. I don't know what their plans are. I don't know how much money they're looking to spend. I'm excited going forward just just in general as a as a big baseball fan. Um last topic though in, in the weekly recap, real quick. Kyle, your boy Des Bryant <laughs> finally found a team. Got to give Bryant a- finally found a team week what is it week 10? Yeah. In the in the yep. NFL, he signs with the Saints. Probably couldn't find a better situation than this uh, moving forward for him playing with future Hall of Famer Drew Brees. Got got to give a quick shout out to Peyton because this was the team that he he thought he would end up with, and he said that he wanted he thinks Des Bryant wanted to play with a elite quarterback, and he's getting one for sure with with Drew Brees. As you mentioned, I think this is a fantastic opportunity for him. Um, he he he's not going to have to be the number one. Michael Thomas is the number one, yep. which in, at this point in his career, Des Bryant could be a heck of a number two. He well, might not even it, be the number two. Exactly, but Des I think he gonna, could be. And Des is the kind of guy, you're, I don't think they're going to be using him a whole lot during just marching down the field. I think Des is going to be their red zone target. Yeah, I mean, that's, you're not, Des isn't, for one, he's got to learn routes. It's going to be different coming into a system there. A team that runs a whole lot more than what Dallas did. Um and then he's going to be the, the target in the end zone. That's where you, I, I tried. As, soon, see any as soon as the announcement came out that he was going, I logged in. I was trying to get there as fast as I could to add him onto my fantasy team. And lo and behold, Josh Ramsey adds about five in the morning that day. Five in the morning. Seven yeah, hours before any of us knew anything about gracious. it, he adds him. The guy I'm playing this week. So, <laughs> Well, do you see – but potentially, do you see problems there if Des Bryant does not get the target share that – that he's used to or that he wants because in Des Bryant's mind, we all know De- in Des Bryant's mind, he's probably still believes he's a number one. Des wants to win. You think it's changed? You think he's changed? I think he was like that when he was in Dallas. I, I, Des wanted to win in his being selfish. It, it still doesn't make it okay, but him being selfish was because he truly thought he gave the team the best chance to win and he wanted his team to win. It wasn't necessarily because he wanted the showboat. He wasn't necessarily being like the TO or, like that, but I mean, he he wanted the ball because he thought that he gave his team the best chance to win. I think you want a guy like that in your locker room. You want a guy who brings that drive to make things happen. So I, I don't know if they have an issue for one year. I don't think you have a problem. Well, and I, I'm looking at I'm, I'm actually looking at their receiving core right now as far as just receptions. Oh, they're depleted. I mean, M- Michael Thomas is obviously obviously their leading receiver. He's got 880 yards and five touchdowns. Their second receiver though is Alvin Kamara. I was going to say mm-hmm. it's got to be Kamara. So 
after that, there's definitely a drop off. Traquan Smith, he's young, he's only rookie. a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just put Cam Meredith on the IR actually, right after signing him. Ted Kin, uh, Ted Ginn Jr. IR uh, as well. So Ted Ginn and Cam Meredith both on the IR. Yeah. Hey, don't forget Ben Watson, still it's doing it. Tight in, tight still, in. still, still, so. pr- still producing at I think 37 years old. Yeah, I uh, love shout ben out, Watson, shout out man. to Ben Watson. I love Ben Watson. Um, but yeah, I I think that. Des Bryant is going to to be their number two at this point, next to Michael Thomas. What talk about a heck of a number two, in my opinion? I mean, how old is he? Twenty nine. Yep. Is he twenty nine? I think he might have just hit thirty. So uh, he's he's still for receiver. You know, that's still in your prime for sure. And he's he's might be going into the twilight of his prime, but that's still your prime, right? So you pick up a, a guy like Des to go along with Michael Thomas, where he he gets the pressure taken off of him. They have a good run game too. Let's not forget with Mike. Uh, Excuse me, uh, Ingram, Mark Ingram, and Alvin Kamara. So that takes pressure off of him as well. I know Ezekiel Elliott helped out with him in Dallas, but he was like really the only weapon that they had other than Cole Beasley, who was a good well, slot and guy. True, and here's the thing that's going to help with you more in his case in in New Orleans is that with Zeke, they didn't. I mean, they tossed him the ball here and there, but it was feed Zeke. It wasn't put Zeke in a flat and have right. him go out there for a catch. Kamara, you're treating him, you're running back like a receiver most of the time right. anyway. He is what he is what they envisioned Reggie Bush being. Right, yes. Well, all right, well, let's talk about it because let's get into the Week 9 recap because one of those big games that we just saw last week was the New Orleans Saints. They they go in and beat the Los Angeles Rams, uh, who were undefeated at the time, 8-0, now they're 8-1. New Orleans goes in there, or I think it was in New Orleans. They win 45-35. to 10-point win on what people thought was the best team in Los Angeles. Uh, Now that's up to debate. Both only have one loss, and now New Orleans has that win. Do you now see a switch in the NFC where, with Des Bryant, are the Saints now the favorite in the NFC? Well, Kyle had the Saints as the number one even before the Des Bryant move. Yep, um, he had them as as his number one. I remember at the start, and then yeah. I went. I tried, I switched over. Thought it was going to be the, the Rams, Rams. Um, just because the, the way things were looking. I think it's close, but I think now with Des on that team, that threat that they're going to have in the red zone on every drive, it's going to be. I would give the edge to the Saints right now. Let's not forget that. Uh, Akib Talib is going to be coming back here in the next couple weeks. That's going to be huge for them. Marcus Peters is really on an island on his own. And they have okay safeties. Um, and obviously, Dante Fowler actually had a, a pretty good debut with uh, with the Rams. He did a pretty good job of getting pressure on Breeze, which is what they needed. But Talib is his presence is really missed right now with the Rams because their, their defense is not as good as what people thought, and it's really because of the back end. Right. I would say now, it, it, especially in that game, it kind of exposed the Rams. If they, if they had a weakness, it was probably going to be that secondary, and that's what Drew Brees went in there and did, throwing over 350 yards, four touchdowns. Michael Thomas had 211 yards and 12 catches right there, and that's with, like we mentioned, you just did the roster. They had no other receivers other than you know Ben right. Watson, who's a 37-year-old tight end, and the running back. Right. So they just exposed that Rams secondary like you said uh Talib Talib is going to be an X factor if yeah. he comes back healthy right. in time to get back in rhythm before right. the playoffs right now though it's really difficult to say because the Rams have the formula that you want to be the team that makes it to the Super Bowl they have 
a good defense. Not, I don't think it's great at this point. I, I know a lot of people at the beginning of the year thought that they were going to be historically good. I don't, well, because just the, the additions of Nadam Kinsu, Marcus Peters, yeah. Akeem Talib, everybody was like, oh, man, the Rams are going to have a historically good defense. I'd still put them top five NFL. Well, and this, this is what I'm getting at, is that they have Todd Gurley, really good run game as well. If you can run the football and control the clock and you have a good defense, that's usually a recipe for being able to... Sounds like a college team I don't care for too much. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but if you have that recipe, that's going to be a, a, a good recipe for getting far. And that the Rams have it. So I think talent-wise, though, I don't know. New Orleans is, is right up there with them. It's, it's going to be a toss-up. It's really going to come down to who gets home field advantage. That's why that game was so big. Because now the Saints have that head-to-head matchup where if it comes down to them having identical records, Saints are going to take the the one seed at the end of the year. So that's why that game was so big. Looking at the other big game there, well, first, we're, we're witnessing a, a murder happen on Thursday Night Football right now where the Steelers just scored another touchdown. They're up 38-14 to 14 on Carolina, uh, and it's still eight minutes left in the third quarter. So that's something to keep an eye on. Maybe maybe the Steelers are kind of turning it on at the right time here. Uh, 38 points already on a pretty good Carolina defense. But I did want to get to finishing up Week 9, that Sunday night football game with the New England Patriots and the Green Bay Packers, which looked like a really good game going forward in the third quarter. Aaron Jones had that crucial fumble. It looked like the Packers had a really good shot at um, you know switching momentum and, and taking charge of that game, and then he fumbles it, and boom, just like that, what do the Patriots do? Score two quick touchdowns. Final thoughts on that game. You going to ask your poser question? Is there a question there? You did. It said. Oh, let's see. Oh, I lost it because I'm trying to go off What's wrong in Green Bay? Yeah, what is wrong in Green Bay? And my answer to that is (laughs) everything but Aaron Rodgers. Hey, I agree. Everything but Aaron Rodgers. Coaching. Offensive line, defensive line, the roster, the roster, receivers, no running back, the GM. What what did they do? They get rid of the one player on their defense that shows consistency with Ha Ha Clinton Dix for scraps. They gave up what a fourth round pick for mm-hmm. him. Yep. You know he he was at one of the only models of consistency on that defense. a year or two ago. Yeah, I just could, and they spent a so first they spent a first round pick yep. on him. You know, so that's what doesn't make sense to me that they gave up a fourth round pick for Ha Clinton Dix. I feel like there had to be an underlining issue that we don't know about. Uh I think it came down to him being in the final year of his deal and there weren't plans to to keep him going forward. So they try to get something out of nothing at that point. But still, this was a team at that point that was still in it, right? This yeah. is a team that the division was not out of hand. The Chicago Bears are leading the division at 5-3. and three. Like you said, hey, it, it, there's nothing else to sum up, but everything is wrong in Green Bay but Aaron Rodgers. Right. And yeah. Devon, Okay, we'll put yeah. in and Devontae Adams. Yeah, he's looking good. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers are the only things good going on, and they better, for Aaron Rodgers' sake, get a new coach going forward next year. Mike McCarthy can no longer be there. But even Devontae Adams. Is Devontae Adams Devontae Adams without Aaron Rodgers? Uh, yeah, I he think was he's still close. good. He was close I don't last think year he's when, number one well, in many When Aaron Rodgers missed a, good, a couple of games last year and uh, 
He he made uh, Brett Hundley look pretty decent. Devonte Adams still produced pretty decent. I he, will say Devonte. He's Adams turned into a best. he's turned into a very good yes. receiver. He is a legit number one wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, I I think so as well. And, and I do like this kid that uh, looked good on on Sunday night MVS? as well. Yeah, Marquez Valdez uh, Scantling. He he. Looked, you could just say MVS. Yeah, MVS. MVS. <laughs> he looked he looked really good. Um, and and you know he he ran great routes. Made nice plays over the top with his hands. I love seeing receivers catch with their hands, man. I mean, there's, you see him catch with their body so much nowadays. But he he was all, all Not out. In New England, you don't. I say he was all out in front, um, which I loved. But um, but yeah, yeah, you know, I, I think he looks good too on that on that offense. Even Jimmy Graham uh, has had a pretty good year too at tight end. So the the major thing is they're and we talked about this before their running game. You know they they just they have these guys that are flashes in the pan. Yeah, Ty Montgomery last year, um, Jamal Williams last year, Jamal Williams, and then even um, before that, Eddie Lacy. Mm-hmm. You know, Eddie Lacy had like two good years. Uh, Aaron Jones, he's he's done okay this year, but I mean, they just don't have consistency at the running game. Yep. And the, as mentioned, their defense is just so not good. <laughs> their defense is not good. Um, so it's just difficult for them to even stay in games and for Aaron Rodgers to, to really show and be Aaron Rodgers at this point. I just feel awful for him. Like, yeah. I mean, No, I do. I, they're, they're literally wasting his prime. Yep. Like when you have He's a guy, a few years left in it too, you can I mean. almost luck. If you have Aaron Rodgers, anybody can almost luck into at least one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Like you could, on, I, this might sound ridiculous. I, I I hate saying stuff like this, but you could probably put one of us as the GM, and we could get to one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Probably. I, honestly, I, and I hate saying things like that. Where oh, I could be, I could do better than the coach. I could oh, I could be Bill Belichick. I don't know blah, blah, blah. if I could do better than the coach. No, yes, but I could coach, do better than the front office. But, because I think well, was, they have this stupid philosophy of, of cases, never though. signing free agents. This is the thing. I think that, I think why a lot of fans can do better than a lot of GMs. I think GMs are their own worst enemy in a lot of cases. They get in their their own way. That's why fans, I think, a lot of times think more clearly than what GMs do because they just think that's the best play and they go for it. And GMs want to find the diamond in the rough and everywhere and try and get them as cheap as possible. So, all right. Well, looking topic for looking time. at Week Ten coming up. Before we get into Breaking down week ten just just a bit. The Cowboys ended up having a bad loss on Monday night. Yeah. After a bye. But I wanna For those of you who are that, watching, yes. I, I was taking everything <laughs> in me to hold back my anger and just frustration in that moment while we were talking college basketball. Well here you go. Here is some of your yeah, yeah we, my, we were watching but, that game. But this is the thing, like I told you guys that. MSU losses, I'm angry for a week. Cowboys losses, I get over it in about two seconds. So well, how how I'm about that's because you're a Vikings how about, fans. That's right. <laughs> how about the Cowboys moving forward at this point now? Uh, the thing, Do they need to fire Jason Garrett? Yes, but I don't know if they're going to. This is this is the thing. I love Jerry Jones for who he was back in the '90s to an extent. I mean, if he wouldn't have gotten forced out, Jimmy Johnson would have been even more of a powerhouse than what they were. But I love the old Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is the worst enemy of the Cowboys themselves right now. I don't know that Jerry's going to get out of the way to get things done the way they need to get done. I don't know that Jerry's willing to fire Jason Garrett. It's his buddy, the guy who does whatever he tells him to do, and that's what Jerry likes. And so, well, did Jerry you see that to, Troy Aikman finally came out and yep, said, he did, yep. "Yeah," and said, "You need to get rid of Jason Garrett and make some changes here." Yep. 
Yeah, and that's I just so I mean they Scott Linehan definitely needs to go. I mean that's first and foremost you got to do something different with the offense. Um, Jason Garrett needs to go. Like I said though, I don't know that I have a ton of hope for the Cowboys to be able to do anything until Jerry's gone, and that's probably another fifteen, ten, fifteen years. So. I don't. I don't want the guy to die. Don't right, <laughs> say that. Yeah. But I mean, realistically, looking at, it, I don't know how much longer it's going to be before they're going to be able to be a true contender again because the president can't get out of the way. Yeah, this is a hard situation because, and actually, I, I was watching a first take and I saw Michael Irvin getting really passionate. Um, with, he does with, every with, year with he, Cowboys Nation. He, he usually gets their, their fans, everybody riled up, and does a good job of getting that locker room going. He did it back in two thousand. Well, his uh, fourteen. His point was, he said Dak Prescott had one of the best rookie seasons of all time, and that that's just what he claimed. Um, now, you know, Dak Prescott did look really good. He also had Ezekiel Elliott behind he had Zeke him. Zeke Elliott. He had Jason Witten. Yeah, he had he had weapons. No, 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 he had Tony Romo. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm being yeah. serious. Tony Romo. Yeah. If he ever decided to, to change careers again and go into coaching, I take Tony Romo. I think he'd coach. be just as good. I think the success that he had that Dak had that year a lot had to do with the mentorship of Tony Romo. I I'm being dead serious. Yeah. Tony Romo made a big difference that year. I honestly think that they they have the talent. Um the major thing is going to be receiver. They I think that they need to go out and make a move in the offseason to try to get an elite receiver. Well, they but they have hey, Amari Cooper. Now. Amari looked pretty good. Amari, Amari wasn't the problem. Um, Amari we, wasn't the problem on night. He caught things that were thrown his way. He had the touchdown, he had another catch. When he was targeted, he was he was going for it. He did. He did look good. They actually had a, a statistic about Amari Cooper. Um on Monday night that showed the Cowboys as a, t- as a team, as far as their receiving core collectively, um, had 2.2 yards of separation. That was their average. That's terrible. And uh, Amari Cooper was at 3.8, which is tied fifth in the NFL. So he has the ability to get open. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of does he make the play every time when he is open. So that, that's always been his issue because sometimes he struggles with the dropsies, as we we talked about before. So, But... Um, no, I mean he he looked he had a good Cowboys debut for sure, um, but you they and they, someone brought up a good point about this. The Cowboys made that move with the mindset that they're a contender and that they need to win now. They that's that's the kind of move that they made as far as giving up a first round pick. Well, they've already mentioned the re-signing the, the you know the extension. They've uh, Stephen Jones already talked about the extension. They want to re-sign him in the offseason. Right. So I think they did it, yes, to contend. The division is not very good this year, or at least record-wise. No one's running away with the division. But they also did it for the future. Hey, let's see what we have with Dak. Get him a receiver moving forward. Right. Yeah, if, we're gonna ex- if we're going to extend Dak, you have to do so with weapons. I don't know that Dallas is in a you have to win now where you're at. I mean Well that's what they were saying as far as I think Jason Garrett's in a win now that's, Oh Jason Garrett is but that's well, what they're working out too. That's what they were saying as far as them just making the move to get Amari Cooper was that that's what it made it look like their mindset was was that they need yeah. to win now. But real quickly actually I want to bring this up um I know it's a little off topic, but um sticking with football. Are the Steelers back Inconsistently, they're back. I can't trust them. I, I can't. I, I can. I can see the Steelers coming out and doing this, what they're doing tonight, 
every now and then and maybe a couple weeks in a row. I just don't trust the Steelers to be able to pull a string of if they get to the playoffs I don't expect I don't trust them to be able to pull an entire playoff series through to be able to be this team. So Yeah, we'll see. They it looks like they have this game locked up. I mean, it is still the third quarter and you never know. You've seen crazier things in the NFL and on Thursday night it it gets a little wild, but looks like they probably have this game locked up, which means it'll put them at 6-2 and 1. The thing that frustrates me with the Steelers, and I, I've said this it, almost every year in the last five years, on paper, this this is one of the most talented teams in football. The, offensively, they have one of the best offenses. They've got pretty a really good coaching staff. The defense is starting to look a lot better with T.J. Watt and, and Bud Dupree and um, a couple other guys there as well, That especially their front seven. They look really strong, but... It's a bunch of me guys, right? It's a bunch of guys who can't put it together, and when you tr- when you put your trust in them in one second, yeah, you know something happens, especially in the playoffs where they don't get it done. The AFC has been so weak the last few years. Other than the Patriots, there haven't been that many great teams, except for the Steelers. They've been there every year, and have how many Super Bowls have they gotten in the last couple of years? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'll that's leave a good point. Well, and, and we're going to figure out if the Steelers are actually back or not in the next, um, well, tor- more towards the end of the year because they have to play, they play the Chargers, they play the Patriots, and they play at New Orleans. If We'll see how they do against elite opponents, which, I mean, I'm, I wasn't a huge believer in the Panthers. Um, I think that, I mean, they lost to the Redskins. And, I mean, the Redskins have had a pretty good year this year, but even still, like, I, I don't know. They're just kind of fickle to me as far as the, the Panthers are concerned, too. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like they, they're, they look good tonight. They've looked good the last couple of weeks. So I, and I have to rabbit trail here on one more thing too, before we move on real quick. Cause this, this is the disagreement that Jared and I have had. Are you ready to change your mind on the lions yet? On the lions? Well, I, I probably have to now after losing to the, to the Vikings, but that division is still within reach. Even the, the Packers are still within reach. Um, but Stafford's was, just- Stafford's would, a problem. I would say probably not. I don't think it's Stafford. Matt Stafford is a problem. I don't think it's Matt Stafford. It's that offensive line. Yeah, their offensive line is awful. He got sacked 10 times. Yeah, but okay. He did get sacked 10 times, but I can blame the offensive line for maybe six of those. He held onto that ball forever. I mean, blaming the offensive line for six sacks in a game is is still pretty bad. You I mean, all, six, you, you also six sacks just, in a game. You also just traded away your number one receiver in Golden Tate. You traded away your number three receiver in Golden Tate. He's not their number three. He's considered their number one. He, I now he. Do you think he is a number three? Then they were all sure, the number. They but, were none of them were number ones, and none of them were number threes. They were all all three of those guys are number two wide receivers, and they. they but he is. I'm saying he's considered their number one receiver. How did we the, get on the rabbit trail the, 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 the during during the telecast of that game? Spielman on there is talking and going off and saying how much they miss. It's they're losing this game because they're missing uh, Golden Tate, missing Uh-oh. Golden Tate. What was it going? I, that's bogus. I think they'd be in the same on position. An, that on game another side, though, we have another injury where Stephen Ridley is now in the game for the for the Steelers, and and uh, James Conner just went into the tent. So, oh, here comes Le'Veon. Well, yeah, Le- we, Le'Veon is <laughs> actually. They said he's reporting this week. So, no, nah, I don't think so. I saw, I saw that on the headlines on. ESPN. I don't. I wasn't think quite so. done with my Lions hate, but okay. <laughs> well, and I also want to end on this. this Steve- <laughs> We're just gonna go on ten different teams. <laughs> I want to. I <laughs> Can I go on a Jets hate now? I want to end on the, the Steelers here, as far as 
they're on a four-game win streak right now, and if they hold on and win tonight, it'll be five. So they'll be on a five-game win streak. All right, well, let's, let's go to Week 10. Let's get into our picks. Peyton, wherever he is in America, has texted in his three picks, and he probably couldn't have picked any easier games. He picks the Saints, the Chiefs, and the Packers. Peyton, come on. I don't even want to count those, but um, I don't have my laptop. Jared, can you write these down, uh, our picks for the week, on there? So Peyton has the Saints, the Chiefs, and the Packers. Pretty easy games. He's trying to make up some ground there. Uh, they are updated the rankings. We'll probably talk about those a little bit later or tomorrow. Or not tomorrow. Next week. Kyle, do you have your picks for Week 10 moving forward? I believe you're still in first place with Am these rankings. I think you are. You actually went to – I had you down for 3-0 and and then because I thought Dallas was going to win. They did not. You went 2-1. and one. Yeah. Um, So you are – I think you still do have a game – lead one or two game lead i had a bad week i i did i did not have a good week i think i actually went zero and three for the first time yeah i'm 18 and six so i'm 18 and six peyton and you are 15 and nine and jared is 12 and 12 um and then so let's see my picks for this week i can do this i can i can do this pretty quickly real quickly while we're pulling this up just to go backwards to college basketball jody my sister, she uh, wanted to know. I know you already talked about college b-ball, and sorry if I missed it, but what do you all think about LU versus VTech basketball game? How did LU look? It looked LU pretty Forks decent. Are saying they have a chance they for did. a Sweet 16, chance for a Sweet 16 team. Thoughts? I, I didn't see that that game, but I saw a little bit of tonight's basketball tonight's basketball game. Now, not as good as an opponent, obviously, as VTech. But was this a, did they end up playing a Division two team? I think so, but they they do they, they, they whooped do them. Well, they sw- they yeah. whooped them. I don't know that an LU basketball 80, team even last year. Eighty nine of forty, eighty nine of forty. Yeah, no, they're new division. Uh, Liberty's in a new division. Uh, the uh, is it the Atlantic Sun? Yep. Yes. So they're in Atlantic Florida Gulf Sun. Coast. Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, Lipscomb. Is it Lipscomb? Lipscomb. Lipscomb is another good team. I think they actually have a pretty good shot at winning the division and maybe getting a 15 or 16 seed in, in the in the tournament. Hey, if Loyola can do it, Loyola Chicago can yeah. do it, why not Liberty? Yeah. Well, and Liberty, Liberty they, actually... And they did look good against VT, uh, Virginia Tech. They only lost by 16, I believe, and it was tied at halftime. Liberty has a, a pretty good schedule. They play at Georgetown. They play Alabama in a tournament. They play at UCLA. So they they have some games. That's, that's a couple of good games. You get one of those, and that's a that's right. Yeah, that's a resume. Hey, I say yep. you, if you get uh, they play at Vanderbilt as well. So that's another SEC team. So they have some good games on their schedule. It'd be interesting to see how they do uh, in those games if they either you know get blown out or if they're actually competitive, maybe even win. I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, but this definitely is a, a pretty talented Liberty team. They got a lot of veterans on this squad. So. I mean, I could see them making a little bit of noise. I don't know if maybe they get an upset in the in the tournament if they happen to make the tournament. I don't even know if they will, but if they happen to, I could see them possibly winning a game Can, if they're a 15 seed. So, so going back to these to these uh, week 10 picks. Yep. Can I put down a motion to vote against Peyton's oh, come pick? On. He just picked. He just picked the Saints against the Bengals, the Chiefs against the Cardinals, and and the Packers against the Dolphins. Could he have not picked any other games that were remotely going to be close? Hey, you got Packers Dolphins is good. Did, Packers Dolphins is good. Osweiler, don't 
do not start. <laughs> do not, Brock Osweiler, the Jets held them to zero offensive touchdowns last week. Okay. Brock Osweiler, <laughs> they had combined under 200 yards offensively against the Jets. Don't say that the Dolphins and Packers is going to be a good game, please. You could. No. All right. Well, I'll go with my right. picks here. Yeah, Kyle, are you ready for I'm redeem Peyton and and pick some good games here? <laughs> probably gonna hate me. Yeah, probably. I'm gonna take the Patriots over the Titans. That's not as bad because Mike Vrabel, Deion Lewis coming kind of revenge. The game. Titans are yeah. Titans are actually competitive. In, they beat the, the Eagles a couple. Yeah. They they beat the Eagles early in the year as well. So. Yeah, okay, I'm not hating you for so far. Okay. So so Patriots over Titans. I'm going to take San Francisco on Monday night over Ooh. the Giants. You're going a little bit of Nick Mullins Nick magic? Mullins. A little bit By of the Nick way, Mullins magic. I called that. <laughs> Let's did. go ahead and give me it. Um, that's not me necessarily putting so much faith in Mullins. Is I just think the Giants are absolutely terrible. Well, so. I would agree. Uh, and then I'm going to go with the Rams over the over Seattle. All right, Jared, do you have your picks yet, or do you want me to go? Uh, you can go ahead and go. All right, so let's go ahead, and Peyton's going to be proud of me here. I'm going to pick the Colts over the Jaguars. Now, here's something I want to say real yeah. quick. I know it's a rabbit trail for a second. Yeah. How go close are, the, are you, if you're, if you're the Colts, how close are you to putting Andrew Luck on the shelf for the rest of the year? I don't think they will. They no. want him. They want him to play. No, they won two straight. So you're there. They won two say, straight. Say, say you lose this week. I think you've got to start asking that question and putting him on the shelf, protecting him for next year. No, because the offensive line has actually been really good. Yeah. The offensive line, for, for once in Andrew Luck's career, is they, they took the, that number one pick in Quentin Nelson and they put some money into it. That, that offensive line is actually looking really good and they've got a run game. Why not? I think, I right, mean, two, he's not two, getting hit. Two losses? It's hard. Two losses. Do you take Two straight? You can think about it after two straight. Okay. If he starts getting, you know, hit pretty hard, yeah. you've got a good backup. Two more losses in a row, they, they it, fall to three that, and seven. That, okay, that's maybe. The, that's the biggest part is, uh, is he getting hit? Because if, if he's okay, like if he's physically okay. Which they are playing Jacksonville. Sure. So. Could he, he get hit a lot this week? Right. Possibly, yeah. If he is okay as far as just you know, shoulder, whatever. They want him to play. They want him to get reps because yeah. he's been out for two years. The guy's been out for two years. He needs the reps right now. Right, true. But you can also get jo- Jacoby Brissett in there for the last and get some trade bait. I mean, going off of that, potentially. So. But I don't. I don't know. I I think they want him to play. I think I don't think there's any way. And and he'll want to play. I don't think he'll. Want I will to allow play. that side note. That's a good. That okay. is a good. That's a good question to ask. However, I do believe the Colts win. So I think for some. I I think they're starting to put things together. I like Frank Reich. The coach has impressed me thus far. He's a good coach. Rookie year. He, yeah. yeah, he's impressed me. Colts go to four and five. It's my second game. I will pick. That's tough. The Redskins over the Bucks. Redskins. I'm not a believer in the Redskins. Nope, me actually, neither. can I retract that? Is that allowed? Yep. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna retract that. There's just not that many good games to pick here. Jets not, over Bills. <laughs> I picked the Jets last week. Cowboys I thought over they had good. Josh McCown, yeah, at Josh McCown. Maybe a you know dip, what? maybe a spark on offense. Yes, because I still think it's Nathan Peterman. Uh, it's either Nathan Peterman or Derek Anderson. I don't think they've named their starter yeah. yet. Let's go Jets. Let's do it. I'll pick them two games in a row. Josh McCown might actually be an upgrade this week. I'm picking the Jets. You I love it. Cute. Yeah, I'm picking the Jets. 
39-year-old Josh McCown. That's right. Hey, he's got some great hair. <laughs> I got hair envy on Josh McCown. So I've got the Jets, the Colts. Wow, this sounds bad. The Jets, the Colts, and I will pick in my third game of the week the Eagles over the Cowboys on Sunday night. Ooh. I'm sorry. Boo. Well, I'm picking the Texans in the bye week. <laughs> yeah, you pick them every week. <laughs> and they've, they've, they've won six in a row, so it's been, it's been good for me. Um, let's see here. I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm touching this game. I'm going with the Bengals over the Saints. Ooh. I'm going with, that's my upset pick Uh-oh. of the week. Without A.J. Green. Without, Without A.J. Green. AJ Green. Without A.J. Green. This is this a Joe Mixon game? I say uh, Tyler Boyd has a great game. Okay. Oh, Steelers got another touchdown, by the way. Yeah, they got that. Uh, this was... What, what just happened? Is this another defensive touchdown? I think... Wow, this is... Yeah, this is out of hand. 45 to 14. Sorry. It's over. Yeah. Um. Gosh, this is a tough week because there aren't a lot of good games. I'm also going to say the Eagles over the Cowboys. I think Philly gets back on track. Mm-hmm. I'd actually, if I could change one of mine, I'd, I'd go take that one too. I don't. I don't yeah. yeah, it's it, it, it. That might get ugly pretty quick too. However, you never know. You never know. Sunday night. I'm also going to go with the Colts over the Jags. I think that's a good pick. Colts over the Jags. All right, right. look at this. So, there's our so there they are, the locks of the week. Three games, NFL Week Ten. Guys, I know you guys are excited. I'm I'm not to, too excited to move on from the NFL. College football. But college football. Don't Let's hit move the table. on. Yeah, day, day. That's a drum roll. Moving on to college. Week 10 preview. Do you guys want to start with the games or do you want to start with... Not last week. We'll start with the games. Yeah. Let's go ahead, dive right into those games. The first game on the docket there... Let's actually let's just get it over with. Kyle, we got it. Yeah. About exactly what I was expecting yep. too. <laughs> I didn't think they'd blow them out like that. I was hoping that that would not happen, but that's about what I was expecting, honestly. Yeah, that game got ugly. Listen, I don't know. Do you, does anybody have the final score of that game? Forty-two. The game we're talking about obviously is is Michigan beating Penn State. Forty-two seven. Forty-two to seven. Now, I have a few things on this. Yes. So before I. So put my fan side off. That's done. My hatred for Michigan. Turn, off. Okay. Turn, turn over your your Detroit hat. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Oh, it says Red Wings on that side too. Yeah, we're <laughs> you're good. You're so, good. Are you are you are you going to you gonna agree with me now? Finally, what? Are you agree with me that they're in the top four? Oh, they're top four right now. Okay. That, that's that, that's hands down. That I they're mean. in if they went out. That's what I said. Probably. That's, that's the, I, I'll, I'll we'll we'll talk about that in a second. All right. All so right, pro. Right. Probably ninety five percent yes if they went out there in, but right. there's a few things we'll talk about that. All right. So that that game went about how I I didn't think it necessarily forty two seven. I thought that yes. ten, I thought that they'd at least get fourteen on that Michigan defense. Right. Thing is, sorry Nate Street, but Penn State is terrible right now. They're 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 probably fifth best team in the Big Ten, Big Ten West. Um, or Big Ten East. I mean, McSorley is kind of banged up and kind of beat up. He can't throw the ball. Receivers are dropping things left and right, and they can't get separation. Side note: Pittsburgh scored in the end. Pittsburgh scored again already. Fifty-one to fourteen. <laughs> Pittsburgh over Carolina. Sorry, that's uh, yeah. Like this is insane. They have no running game in 
Penn State right now. And that defense, while yep. is okay, it's it, it's not very good. Like it's it's okay, but that's that's their best point probably. Um, so on that side, Penn State is just not very good. Not me taking away anything from Michigan. Michigan came out. It's the revenge tour. This is the thing. You all know how much I hate Jim Harbaugh and that. Okay, so the hat. Bring it back around. Here. <laughs> Jim Harbaugh is a mute my thing for a second so I can talk <laughs> how I really feel. Um, gosh, so you're up. You're up forty-two to nothing, and you call two timeouts to try and get them to replay a play so you can try and get a score taken away so you can have the shutout. Just freaking play the game and don't run up the score. And this is the thing. I'm going to go on a rant for a second. All my Michigan friends saying, well, they ran the score up in the last year. Yeah, and you ran the score up on them two years before or the year before that. In 2016, you ran the score up on them. That's why James Franklin ran it up on you last year, and that's probably why you were trying to run it up again this year. Just freaking win the game and don't feel like you have to run up the score on it. It's, it's, it didn't look cool. You're a jerk. I hate Jim Harbaugh and his antics. Tool. But going, all right. Uh, all right. I'll let you finish it. And I have a side and note on that. And then afterwards. on the side note, as much as I hate Chase Winovich for his comments about MSU after that game, him mocking McSorley and the, that entire Michigan team mocking McSorley and their celebration so many times during that game, absolutely ridiculous. Just win with some class. And this is the thing. This is why I hope they lose because I do not want to see them in the playoff. However, well, Change gears over here. They're a playoff team, Jared. Um, I, I think that they're probably – I don't think they're better than Notre Dame. I think you can make the argument that people say that – Michigan fans say that they're a better team now than Notre Dame um, is. I don't know. Notre Dame, yeah, sure, you're better than you were in week one, but Notre Dame's better than they were in week one. So I don't know that you can say that you're better. If things play out the way that it is, Bama wins out, Clemson wins out, Notre Dame wins out, and Michigan wins out. I don't see how you can put anything other than that as being one, two, three, and four. This is the scenario, though. If Georgia comes in, number five Georgia, comes in and beats Alabama in a close one in the SEC championship, close one, Mm -hmm. you're telling me that you knock out number one Alabama over number four Michigan? No, you don't. I don't think so. No, you don't. I think it's you you actually probably it's closer debate on knocking out undefeated Notre Dame instead of Alabama. Like Alabama would be solid. I don't think there's it, it it almost takes probably two losses for Alabama at this point to get knocked out. So I think at that point, you know, if Georgia goes in there barely beats Alabama, it'd be a debate on if you're going to kick out that one loss Michigan or an undefeated Notre Dame. Well, how, how do you how do you knock on the? I mean, I get Notre Dame wouldn't be playing a, cha- a championship game, but if Michigan plays in a championship game, they're going to play against a non ranked. Right. Big no, I agree. West I think team, it'd be close. So. I still think, yeah, you you probably you're going to knock out Michigan at that point because Notre probably Dame probably do. Record. I mean, yeah, you have to. You probably do, but I still think it's close with Notre Dame. I don't just think because, that happens. I think that's yes. I, I think yeah. that's that's it's an anomaly. Close. That's the only way I see if things pan out the way it is that they don't get in. Michigan, the the game they play right now, it's old school Big Ten football. It's run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Solid defense. They control the time of possession. They're they're not going to lose in the regular season. I don't think. I think they're going to destroy Ohio State. So, I mean, I th- I think that they are definitely in. That the the question is, is what happens between Alabama and Georgia at the end of the year. 
But my my guess is it finishes the way that it is right now. One, two, three. And four. Alabama has to play three ranked opponents left. They have they still have Mississippi State. They have Auburn and Georgia, and then potentially well, Auburn's not ranked. Auburn is they, right now. They did They're squeeze 24. into the ranking again. Auburn squeezed into the ranking. Okay. Yeah. They did squeeze So, in. I mean, obviously it depends on what Auburn does these next couple weeks. Once they lose to Liberty, Who's, they, who they is, probably won't be ranked. Who would, all right, if those two teams went out, let's say Georgia is one loss, Michigan one loss, who is the better team? Uh, I mean, I see, this is the thing. And that's, I don't think that's, it's close. Well, that's why. I don't think it's close. You think Georgia's a better team? I think Georgia's way better. I, I don't. Georgia would have an, a significant advantage on offense. On offense, but not on, on defense. Offense. They don't. Defense, Michigan's they don't have defense the advantage. is so good that you it, give you got to give them props on that alone. It is, but you're also looking at some of the offenses they're playing, and it's not the same caliber. I don't. They might still have the advantage on defense slightly. On Georgia. Georgia's got some playmakers on defense. You can't deny that. Offensively. When you're going, when you're looking at a team, you want them to be a complete team. As good as Michigan's defense is, they can only carry them so far because that offense, even though they put up 42 last week, that offense is still not there. It is not a top 10 offense. Yeah, I mean, like like Kyle said, they're just a, a run it down your throat type of offense. Um, they have a good offensive line. Higgins, well, Higgins well, really good too. They have a good offensive line for a run game. If yeah, you, if, for a if, run game. If, it, if there's a team that's able to come against Michigan and put stack the box on Michigan and actually stop the run, I think Michigan's in trouble at that point in time. Mm-hmm. I, I think Shea is good. I don't think Shea is good enough to be able to be a top. So, like, team. If, if Ohio State was. Not dysfunctional, fully healthy with Bosa. You know they could stack the box and get after him if they had T- Bosa. Me, yeah, and if, they could stack the box. That, and that would be a really good matchup, maybe. and you would say you know that would probably exploit that offense, and it'd maybe. be tough to score. Yep. And and Georgia plays Auburn this week uh, as far as a home game um, for them. So we'll have to see how that goes. And then they they still have UMass and Georgia Tech. So, you know, as far as a resume is concerned, Alabama's resume will look better with the last four games of the season for them as opposed to Georgia. Um, but, you know, th- with Georgia being number five already and then Michigan being number four, I could potentially see a second SEC team getting in if Georgia somehow beats Alabama. The major thing is going to be if Georgia does beat Alabama, they're probably going to play Alabama again in the SEC championship well, well- game. Hold on a minute. Oh, they do play them. Yeah, last game of the year. I think it was a makeup game from the Hurricane, if I'm not mistaken, because it's it's the it's a twelve one game, which most games aren't. Yeah, that time. that's okay. I didn't. Hmm. Yeah, I missed that. So let's say they split it. Georgia beats them. Uh, see, that, that, this adds a whole different thing. I did not realize that Unless Georgia you, Alabama would be playing each other you, twice. You know what? They may actually have already put that Georgia has won their conference because they only have one loss. Even if they were to lose to Auburn, I think they would. Still yeah, as I said, their they, division. they weren't they weren't scheduled before that. That's the game. That's so the SEC that's, championship. So that, that's what it is. Uh, Georgia's already won the East, and Alabama's already won the West. That's what it is. Yeah. So they already have them slated as winning each. So. Okay. So that makes more that. sense. Yeah. Thank you for updating on that, uh, ESPN. <laughs> we appreciate it. So we, so we, we basically been kind of diving into the playoff poll already. Uh, real quick before we fully emerge into that, you know, you obviously Bama handily beat LSU. LSU that defeats, Georgia lost to. Hmm? 
that Georgia lost to. Yeah, the Georgia lost to. I mean, LSU showed up. That's a different story. Uh, a couple other games, you know, Florida loses to bad Mizzou team. Ohio State barely beats Nebraska. Texas had that game. Then they lose by one to West Virginia because West Virginia end up goes goes going for two. Will Greer shows up really good. Uh, that probably puts a kibosh in Texas, uh, even though they were a long shot. But that probably puts West Virginia is underrated at number nine. West Virginia still has a shot. They only have one loss, right? Yep. West Virginia, that offense is that, up there. That was with something I heard else. them talking about sports radio today. And again, this is not. Please, I'm not being biased on this. People are asking the question: West Virginia over Michigan on that side of things. It's a question. I think Michigan's probably the better team than West Virginia, but it is a question that's worth asking. Where Another the, thing that hurts them is that, is that hurricane game too. Yep. That that game against NC State, who even after a couple of losses, NC State has climbed back into number 14 in the rankings. That game could have been a big resume builder yeah. for either side, NC State or West Virginia. I wish they'd make that up. I know. I wish it was It was postponed and not canceled. Yeah. I. I don't know. I I just don't see a Big Twelve team leapfrogging at this point. I don't see it either. But it's a question you got to ask. It's sure, it's it's a question you'll ask. But I just so the Big Twelve. Looking at the down. playoff, Bama one, Clemson two, then way down, Notre Dame three, Michigan four, Georgia five, and, and two was six. Is it Oklahoma? I honestly uh, I don't remember. Uh, Oklahoma is number six. Yes. Number, okay, Oklahoma rounds it out as at six. Any surprise? I mean, pretty straightforward here with that's what I would have guessed. Yeah, maybe LSU at six over Georgia. Maybe. Yeah, I was going to say getting shut out. Nobody got any uh, UCF love. No, UCF. UCF, They struggled a little bit. They they're UCF's done. They're not getting in. Yeah, I don't think they had a shot anyway. No, sadly. Unfortunately, I don't see them getting in whatsoever. Yeah, because I mean, they'd have to have a lot happen. Which is why we need to go to six teams. Stop it. That's not. No, stop. We'll talk with about that after cultural season's <laughs> over. <laughs> Agreed. I'm a big proponent for the 16 playoff. Let, oh, so we know. Wh- while we're still on the college football yes. talk, let me ask this: When it comes up to Michigan, Michigan, this is something I thought about today. Michigan doing as well as they're doing. You're seeing the old Jim Harbaugh that you're used to, the, just the antics that he is that makes people love him and makes people hate him. How's this go though? If for some reason they win from here and they do lose to Ohio State. I got to ask the question: If you're, if, if I'm a U of M fan and you're as good as you are right now, and Ohio State looks as bad as they do, I would be irate if we lost to Ohio State. Yeah, I, I don't know that you can jump as far to like you're calling for Jim Harbaugh's head, but you'd be pretty darn upset at Jim Harbaugh. You could well, build yeah. your team to that point in time where you play an awesome regular season all the way up until that game, and then somehow you fall flat and you lose. Well, I don't be, think that's going to happen because but. because at that point you're not only losing out on beating Ohio State, you're losing out on getting into the playoff. No, which no, well not yeah, not the playoff. But I say we're, we're going to knock Ohio State out of the out of the bid. Well, I'm, I'm weekend, talking about so. Michigan. I'm right. just talking about Michigan. If Michigan were to lose to Ohio State, out. yeah, yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, yes, the the Ohio State portion of it really hurts, and yeah. that. But this I is think your chance. This is your chance to actually get into the playoffs. Um, so I think they'd and be a chance to kind of after 2,600 and some days actually jump over that hurdle. That'd be a huge blow. Yeah. That that game would be a huge blow in a multitude of facets. So I just they can't that can't happen <laughs> for Jim Harbaugh's sake. That can't happen. Um, I mean I, I don't think they'll fire him, but he'd be on the hot seat. I think after, after I don't, that I don't know that you come back from it the next year. 
Yeah. That's 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 almost worse than having a mediocre year this year than beating Ohio State. I think you'd be in a better position going forward than to have this great season and lose that game and then go forward into that. All right, any changes in our Heisman poll? I Kyle want, has Kyle I Murray. I want Tua, but... I have Tua, Kyle has Kyle Murray, Jared, you have Travis Etienne still, and Peyton has Haskins. Yeah. Nobody wants Will Greer? Nope. Really? Nobody's switching to Will Greer? If I'm going to switch, I want Tua. And so Tua is my... I'm going to ride your coattails if he, if he wins this out, just so you know. That's... <laughs> I will allow. Right, allow. I will allow. All right, so nobody is changing, surprisingly. Honestly, I think Will Greer, would, per, in my personal rankings, he would be number three after Murray. Um, Tua, Murray, Will Greer. But no, maybe, maybe, maybe Peyton, Peyton probably would change. I, I don't know if he would, but he should change. Haskins has kind of fallen apart. Let's get into these pickums. Week 11, we have our five games of the week. Big games happening here. Let's... Let's all right. Number one on the docket, we're gonna change. I'm not gonna have that number one just yet. Number we'll start with this game. Number sixteen, Mississippi State, who has quietly put together a pretty good season and, and gotten themselves up there in the rankings at Alabama. This game is in Tuscaloosa. Anybody have the guts to pick Mississippi State here? We'll we'll go pretty quick because Peyton has. Pi- oh wait. All right, Peyton did pick Mississippi State then. All right, so Peyton has texted did in he, his picks. Did he go against the? Uh, he will literally never he pick never Alabama. Pick literally Alabama. never pick Alabama. So he has picked Mississippi State. <laughs> Anybody else of the? I'm picking Alabama. Anybody else want to go with that Mississippi? I, I want to pick an upset so bad, but Alabama's just looked too good. These, There's a couple other games that might games. be a little closer. Yeah. Now that Georgia game at the end of the year, that's going to be hard. The the championship game, but. Yes. Right now, now this if this were to happen, then Alabama could potentially be in trouble. But I think Bama wins. It's at Bama. I mean, come on, <laughs> Bama's probably gonna win this game. Bama, Kyle. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Bama. Okay, game number two, another pretty close game that I. It's probably gonna be a pretty low scoring game. Northwestern at number twenty one, Iowa. Pretty two pretty good defenses. Two pretty good coaches. Um has still some significance because Northwestern uh, is probably going to win their Northwestern side of the conference. They, they pretty much have it. I mean, it'd take them. They're going to get the big 12 game. conference. It'd take them losing this the big game. 10. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. It'd take them losing this game and losing. Yes. Another one. Agreed. In order for. Now it is an away well, game. I guess, yeah. They have to lose two because they're going to have the tiebreaker over Wisconsin and Purdue. So. Now, Peyton has picked Iowa. I like Iowa at home in this game, yeah. I agree. They're a different team at home. Northwestern. This is really tough. I'm going to go Northwestern. I'm going to go road. I actually think Iowa's probably the better team. I was just something. If it was at Northwestern, Northwestern, I would probably go with Northwestern. But the fact that it's at Iowa, I'm going with Iowa. You have defense. This is why you have defense against defense. Northwestern defense is really good. Iowa's defense is really good. Iowa's defense is probably a little bit better, but I Northwestern has the Advantage. better offense. Yes, um, and coaching. Quarterback for is yes. extremely quarterback extremely big accurate. Difference. Big difference there. Yeah. All right. Game number three. Another SEC showdown here. Number twenty-four Auburn, who has. Squeak back into the rankings at number five. I said at weird. At number five, Georgia. This is a game to look out for. You think? 
I, I really, you really do. think so? Yeah, Jarrett Stidham looked, uh, yeah, looked really good last he's week. He's burned us so many times this year. He though. really has. But this is a this is a game that Georgia needs to look out. Peyton has picked Georgia. I picked Georgia. Nothing else said. Georgia's a really good team. I don't need to break it down any further. It's going to be a good game. I think Georgia, I don't even think that. But. I think it's going to be a really good game. I think Georgia winds up winning, but I think it's going to be really close. Hey, you know who? Uh, you know who? Uh, Auburn plays in two weeks. Oh yeah, Alabama. No, oh, don't they play Liberty? Three weeks. Oh, and, and that's I thought that was two weeks from now. Yeah, three weeks. Three weeks is uh, is Alabama. Iron Bowl is in three weeks. Yes. Two, yeah. Last game of the season. Two yes. weeks is Liberty. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch out. That's right. Watch out yeah. for that game. Yeah, I want Auburn to win because I want to play a ranked team. It's supposed. To, we were, and it we were was wrong. supposed to be UVA. UVA you, you, was ranked last week. Yep. They lose. So I had a conversation with Jody the other night, and I was like, no, they're ranked. She says, no, they're not. I'm like, yeah, they are. I said, it's in the yeah. text message. She's, and she was like, Justin says they're not. And so I go back and look. I'm like, oh, you I was down. Lo- I was looking news, at it said. on Monday when the, the, the rankings didn't Had, come, come out, out until yet. Until Tuesday night. Until yeah. Tuesday. So they were still ranked on Monday when I was looking yeah, at I it. I forgot they lost yeah. a pick. Yeah. And, gosh. Well, anyway... Did we all pick? Are you gonna go with? Them? I went with Georgia. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. So it's a clean sweep with Georgia. Looking at game number four in our pickums for Week Eleven in college football, Jared, number two, Clemson gets another ranked opponent here. This is probably gonna be a pretty close game. They're at number seventeen, Boston College, who's Boston, put together a pretty good year. Boston College is. One of those teams that typically gives Clemson a pretty good run for their money. I want you guys to to get an appreciation for what Clemson has done this year. I, on a granted, it's been it's the ACC has been terrible. Side note: We have a Joshua Dobbs sighting in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't know how, but he is now well, in that quarterback. I say it's because of yes. the score the is just out. yes, of course. Um, I I messaged Kyle this the other day. Clemson in the last four games has beaten their opponents speaking, by an average of 51 points. Speaking of ACC, a game that we haven't mentioned that's going NC on State right now. State Wake Forest. Yeah, did you see the score? It was 23-20 last I looked. It is 23. It's uh, Wake Forest 27, NC State 23 with 30 seconds left. Yeah. That's not good. Wake, that's Wake, that's Wake not good. Forest, Wake Forest gave Notre Dame a good game. They what did, did, what yeah. did Clemson do? Beat them sixty-three yeah, to three. Destroyed them. But that's what I'm saying. Clemson is doing something special that I, we're that's completely that's, getting overlooked. Right. I, t- I know. I talked to somebody. I think I told you this. In, in my opinion, if, if we're going to go, if I'm going to assign a value to the teams in college football right now, I'm giving ninety-nine out of hundred to Alabama. I'm probably giving Clemson like eighty-five. I still think they're in the nineties. You you give them a low. They are putting well, together. Here's the rest of what I say. Some good offense. <laughs> okay. Uh oh. <laughs> So, you know, Clemson at like 85. Then you have a big drop-off down to number three. Yeah. I'm, yes. I put number three, Notre Dame, at like 55. And then I put Michigan at like 50. And yes. then I'd say Georgia. Georgia at like 48 and um, Oklahoma oh. at like 40. Okay. And then yes, it's a big you drop got off. everybody else yes. way down there. And that's this is the thing. College football is always exciting. I love it. But my bummer with college football this year is that that's all you've had. It's too predictable. You have two really, really, really good teams. And then some other teams that are about four teams that are also good. And then a whole lot of crud. Has, has right. college, uh, college football become the NBA? Just for this year. I don't think this it's. This year. It's, it's, it's not going to start this they, continuously. They've become the NBA. 
for this year. I, I mean, think last year too. It was mm. it was pretty close the last couple of years. Georgia this year worse than ever. Georgia's still a team though that they get a lot of good recruits too. I mean, it comes it really comes down to coaching. Dabo Sweeney has shown what kind of coach he really is. Well, that's why I say I think Dab, I think Clemson and Notre and Alabama as good as they are this year, they were both they were more beatable last year than they are this so, year. So so looking at so, this game, I believe let me let me double check Peyton's text. He did pick Clemson. I will pick Clemson again. It probably won't be close. Clemson's I, offense is rolling. I'm really hoping that Clemson really beats them badly to so. show to show that they're they're doing this against quality teams. Like as far as now, they're, they're I, good, they're not I think the, great, but they're good. Yeah. The factor that could play into it, I don't know what the weather's going to be like. It is in Boston. It's be cold. It it is November. Uh, it it probably is going to be pretty cold. Yep. I, I can double check that while you guys continue to pick. It's a night game. Do you think? Do you think this game is close? Do I? Are you picking Clemson pretty big here? Well, they actually. And I thought it was interesting. They had Clemson winning by twenty. That was the. Uh, that's the spread, that's isn't the it? Spread. Yep. So. Clemson, I see them winning by at least two scores. Yeah, I see them winning by two scores, especially if everyone's healthy. If Trevor Lawrence is in there and he's healthy, I, I say they win this game. Um, and he has looked incredible. Trevor Lawrence has just done an awesome, awesome job. So, um, yeah, but I, it's just getting totally overlooked how good Clemson's been this year. I, I know with me being a Clemson fan, a lot of people probably think I'm being biased here, but the last four games, the fact that they have outscored their opponents by – 51 points is just it's just incredible and it's against quality teams nc state wake forest um syracuse you know they're they're just they're killing teams the syracuse is only a syracuse is a four-point game yes so here 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 it is so on a saturday night in boston it's going to be a high of 40 and it's going to be 20 mile per hour winds that that could that could be that could be a fact the major thing with clemson though is that they've been able to run the football this year. And something that has not been brought up with Clemson is that Tavion Feaster is healthy again. Mm-hmm. And Travis Etienne is a monster on his own, but Tevian Feaster is a really good running back in his own right. I'm telling you, watch him. They unretired C.J. Spiller's 28 for Tevian Feaster. He was before Travis Etienne came in, but that just shows you the talent that they knew they were getting with Tevian Feaster. So... Clean sweep again, Clemson. Yeah, I didn't. All right. I didn't say anything. That's, for the yeah. yeah, for the for the sake of time, last game in our pickums, Kyle. It's a pretty good game. Yeah, Ohio number ten, Ohio State at number eighteen, okay. MSU. Let's back up a little bit here. Okay, let's back it up. <laughs> number ten, Ohio State at. Is MSU really number eighteen? Yeah, but is Ohio State really number ten? Uh, they're, that, they deserve number ten more than we deserve number eighteen. Like they beat, I mean, they beat Nebraska like five points. I, last I don't week. care. Nebraska is still Scott no. Frosting is doing more in Nebraska no, than that. No, That's not me no. giving Ohio State credit. This is Michigan State. We're not ranked in the coaches' poll. We're number twenty-four in the AP, and somehow we magically get to number eighteen in the CFP. I just we're a three and a half point underdog. I the, what I'm this is what I'm cheering for at this point in time for MSU is that if things play out MSU beat Ohio State win out if Michigan wins out we go to the Rose Bowl that that's that's my that's what I'll hope for and what I hope for to win um, I think we could beat Ohio State um, I 
I don't know what I'm picking in this game, so I'm stumbling through here. Um, All right. Do you want us to pick the games first? And then yeah, we'll come back to and, you. yeah, I'll come yeah. back to it. So here. looking at, let's get Peyton's pick out of the way here. He did go ahead and pick Ohio State. Uh, I am actually, I'm going to, this is my one upset of the week. Actually, I did pick Northwestern, so could be considered an, uh, an upset. But I will pick Michigan State. The big thing here is the dysfunction of Ohio State. I don't know how much longer Urban the Meyer wants to be The last time you did there. that, we lost to Michigan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but... I, I don't know how long Urban Meyer wants to stay there. Oh, I think the, the locker room is a mess. Up. The the offensive line is a mess. Uh, Haskins has not looked good lately, and you you have former Ohio State players, even Hall of Famers like Chris Carter, coming out and saying that team is a dumpster fire. Like it's just a mess. Nobody gets along. You know, everybody's blaming each other. And yes, they're still the number ten team, and they're very, very talented. And you have, you know, a top five coach still. I just think it's a trap game. I think the fact that it's at Michigan State give me the Spartans. All right. Michigan State has been in every game they've played this year. Um, your defense has been really good for the most part. I'm going to say that your defense keeps you in this game, and I say you guys do pull off the upset. Okay. So I'm I'm going to say Michigan State wins. I'm going to go with a 20-17 to 17 Michigan okay. State. So Ohio State. Well, yeah, okay. I get you. 2017. 2017. So you got two right. Michigan State. Peyton has picked Ohio State. All comes down to you, Kyle. We're go beating green. you into it. Go hey, green, yeah. there it is. I mean, I, I'll, go, I'll go with my team and the fact that things can happen. Let me say, okay, I'm going to put a stipulation on this here. If Brian Lewerke comes out and starts that game, Ohio State wins. Have they named their starter? No, because it's going not. back and forth on this. And we're going to go extra time on it after we do this before because I want to I want to talk about this for a second because I was at that Maryland game. I, I want to tell a story on air here real quick. Um if Rocky Lombardi comes out, Michigan State wins the game. That 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 that'll be my prediction. But I'll I'll put it on paper for this game. I'll 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 go with my Spartans and I'll say go green. However, I'll say this, and Michigan fans are going to hate me, but I'll be happier, sad with the happens in this because if we win, we beat Ohio State. If we lose, we didn't help Michigan. So <laughs> there you go. I'll be happier with a Michigan State win. But yes, um, so yeah, I'll take I'll take the Spartans on it then. Do we go over the standings? Who's who's in first place for college football right now? Am I, I don't have it. Am I the, actually, fo- I do am I the football it. king in this? I, I do have it. Yes, Kyle, well, you have one game lead in college football as well. You're at 34-19, one game behind. I am 33-20. and 20. Jared, look at you coming up in the rankings. 32-21, and 21, and then there's Peyton. 28 you know, and 25, and if only he picked Alabama every week. That's what I was going to say. That's, that's literally his Alabama. It's, just, I don't want to pick There's him. been at least him. four or five weeks where he's picked against Alabama, and he that would put him tied with at least you, Jerry. He went fanish with Tennessee a couple times, too. One yeah. time it worked for him, so it well, hurt us. To be fair, he has put Tennessee as like the sixth game like three times. Like True. We have not picked Tennessee that much, like their game. But yeah. he's like added a sixth game like three or four times because he wanted Tennessee in there. Yeah. You don't see me adding like UConn football games. 
We well, could. Well, I mean, we could, but uh, we would. We're not even talking UConn basketball, Harley. Let alone football. Hey, they won tonight. Well, hey, that's a wrap. Two shows in one week. Hey, two shows in a look week. Look at that. We got content. I'm Check tired. us out. Thank you You're for tired. Ta- <laughs> yeah, it is. It is past eleven o'clock on a Thursday night. Our voices are tired. Thanks. Thank you so much for tuning in. For those on Facebook Live or catching our podcast on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, make sure you like and review. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.